When I was younger, um, I was in a youth organisation called REACH and um, one of our missions um, or the mission of the organisation was that all young people, no matter their circumstances, could achieve their dream. And so at the age of 35, that really lives in my uh, veins. And the person that we have on today, Abe, uh, is the founder of Creative Rebellion Youth and I have a great sense that we're going to hear from um, a pretty amazing person that has overcome a lot of adversity, but he's done that in the most creative way possible. And I think that's the lesson we need to hear today. Get ready for realness. I'm real, you're real, we're all real, we're all here together. It's Collective Potential. Raw to the bone, After that introduction, you can't help but blush. But you can't tell with me, so that's <laughs> This is point. just a permanent tan. <laughs> I'm a lighter shade of this cocoa. Is... <laughs> How do you two whiteys feel about that? I'm just a, I'm a, I'm off-white, <laughs> which doesn't sound that fancy. I'm, I'm just kind of grey. <laughs> okay, I'm glad we've got the... I'm a bit brighter than my teeth. I love we've got the, the shades of, all shades of the colours of the world in the room. Well, now that we've got all the political correctness out of the way, um, <laughs> let's um, kick off on a really good note. Who's got a really good your mama joke? <laughs> no, 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 look, it applies to universal mamas. It's a really <laughs> Great, go, mamas. go, I want to hear, I want to hear, go, go. I go, like, your mama's so fat. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> when she falls over and cuts her knee, gravy pulls out. Good. <laughs> you asked for it. I did it. Thank you for Thank being you. courageous. Thank you. See, he, un- we un- he understands me. Yeah, yeah, you brother. get it. You get it. Just want to thank Abe for coming on. I met him a few years ago at this um, at a poetry slam. Kind of, just he was doing a bunch of poetry, and just went over to him straight after because his words just lit me up and inspired me and felt like just such truth. But he was so so honest in his story and so eloquent about sharing it um and it, yeah just i just felt is from the very first line just my heart was drawn to him and i just I think he's just such an and he's still like a few years on now just man you're just such a gentleman in your ways and you're so interested and and such a lovely spirit and that's the kind of person that we revel in and celebrate and that's why we got you here i mean right back at you though when i met him Meeting people like you, Jeremy, sincerely, it's, it's understanding that you can't fake authenticity. And I mean, that's, that's why we're still cool. Because yeah. I mean? <laughs> everybody else is trying to be something and it's like, no, you're already good enough. Just, just, just let that brilliance shine. And I mean, we don't really have to keep trying hard um, to make others recognize our presence because if they don't recognize it, then they've missed out on it. And, and here I am, man. Just, just very blessed. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, <laughs> perfect. My heart's opened already. I love how Good. he always says he's blessed. I love it because it's just like aren't it's such though? a, aren't we? Aren't we? But how often do we forget that? That's what I feel like. Mm. Everyone he says it, I'm like, fuck yeah, man. Well, so true. But then I've, I've already forgotten it like twenty times today. I have, a, I have a question for all of us in, in this to really get into tonight. Could you tell me what you were like when you were a child? Me? Yeah. Oh uh, well, okay. Talking about being blessed. Well, I was uh, from a middle-class family, living yep. in Parkdale by the beach, had all my basic needs met. Yep. I watched a lot of Pokemon. Was, of course you did. It wasn't, it wasn't very tough. <laughs> so it's, um, yeah, I just had a really normal life as a family. I'm half Danish. My birth father lives in Denmark, so that's a bit weird. So I've had that separation of having two father figures, even though one wasn't in my life. So that was a bit confusing as a kid. But apart from that, like, it was pretty... Pretty cruisy. Yeah, mm. interesting. Abe knows where I'm going nice. with this. Have you have have you kept a diary growing up? No, I didn't. Have you kept a diary growing up? I was too busy oh, playing Xbox. I did. Did you? Yeah, I've still got them. They're pretty. They're a bit cringeworthy. Because I was. What was I? I was. I lived out in the hood in Hallam, out near Dandy. Um, I have a Polynesian background. Um, Dad died when I was younger, so that was probably the biggest ricochet through my life. Um, and my brothers were big and mean and nasty to everyone else except for people who that they, that they liked. So I spent most of my time hanging out with my brothers and avoiding my sister because she was all pretty and mm-hmm. liked to do pretty things. So And you persevered, though. I, mean, I did. Look at where you're at. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, and this that, is who we are. Do, do you remember any uh, specific stuff that you wrote down, diary? Yeah, totally did. Is there something I always wanted to be a singer. So I'd write little song lyrics 
and then sing them out the back shed with my chooks. <laughs> Isn't that cute? But, yeah. Did your chooks sing back? Oh, yeah, no. did they? Well, they did. Was that you just named for your girl game? I'm <laughs> <laughs> a chooks. No, that's just my average. But I was always writing in my diary about um, those stories when yeah. I was younger. What about you, Jeremy? Did you keep a diary growing up? Uh, I, I more wrote to it was therapy for me so I wrote lyric wrote words poetry is how I um oh, told my story since I was like is. 12 or 11 um mm. but yeah so that's kind of like a diary and he's an unchained plug when we were just talking outside before he was like I wrote 20 songs I'm like <gasps> <laughs> but only one of them is finished <laughs> he's, he's gonna pull a Kendrick Lamar unmastered untitled or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, I'm yeah. just letting you know I'll, I'll be the first one to download it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I don't care about my yeah. bandwidth. I'll download that. <laughs> See, it's, it's, it's the emotions, though. People forget um, the effort that goes behind having to come to terms with your vulnerability and exploring that through your art. Mm-hmm. See, it isn't about being artistic anymore. I mean, you, you could be artistic, but at some point, if you're not true to your own worth, that art does not grow anymore. Uh, so you got to reach, reach a point where that, that cap of being an artist really is something mm. where you invite the public in and kind of understand that for you to grow, you got to let it go. Yes. Uh, this is another way of saying, dude, just bring out that album. You think yeah. everyone's an artist? <clears throat> Every, everybody's got that gift within us. I mean, what is what makes people special is the very fact that they believe in themselves. And a lot of us don't believe in ourselves anymore. Uh, and when, when you talk about childhood, I grew up having to mm. um, numb emotions because of the instability. So in mm. most cases, whenever I made friends, it was with the barrier of, look, we're not, we're not going to be together as friends. And it was, it was just a coping mechanism. So now being here, it's like, man, I can actually, this actually won't be taken away. Mm. Or it won't be taken away from me. Uh, at some point, that plays with, with you psychologically. And then you start to realize, I can actually make friendships that I can actually look forward to, people growing up with, people who have dreams and aspirations, people who will in turn reflect who I am. That's an exciting part of living. Uh, mm-hmm. So it, it literally has, uh, it's the reason why I think I've forgiven my, my, my past for what it's been, or the refugee experience, or however terrifying people think it might have been. I mean, it definitely is, but at some point you start to realize the present is really all that counts. Mm. And if I don't make the most of what I have now, then it does not... Um, it does not really show ultimate gratitude for those who couldn't make it and those who are still right. trying to make it. Right, man. You know, that's a pretty that. crazy thing because, you know, when I ask them about their childhood, like I'm going over to you to ask you about yours and you say the instability, but you used music and writing and being honest and you're forgiving your refugee past that's dictated your present and your future. Oh, you've heard it before. But it's a pretty amazing thing to be in Anglo-Saxon Australia, or is it, um, with the history that you have? It's a pretty... Is, are, you keep saying that it's about being blessed. Why? Why do you feel so blessed in your life? I mean, okay. <clears throat> it's just kind of a little bit... Freedom is the ability to, to do whatever you want within the capabilities of... Within the boundaries of 24 hours. That's all I have. That's all you've got. Well, that's all I have now. If I take that for granted and complain about how much racism there is out there, that's generalizing. The very fact that I'm here as a black man from Africa outlives that notion, Mm -hmm. outlives the very um, complacent aspect of going, oh, people don't like us. At some point, you're going to have to dig yourself out of that self-pity and fill that hole up and realize that the rest of the world wants the same harmony that Australians have. And Australians themselves have got to get to a point where it's not about the guilt anymore, but it's about displaying to the world the, the privilege and the price tag that it, the, all, all the generations have paid, whether they be indigenous or, or, or the Australians of, of, of this day and time. It's understanding that we have to move forward. As refugees right now, we are the meeting point for both or generations to kind of go, okay, we can actually live together. We can choose to live together. Mm. Um, so basically, in a, in a nutshell, we are blessing that we can take the time within those 24 hours that we have every day to make whatever we want to do with our lives. Mm-hmm. That's huge. <laughs> huge. I love it, man. I love I, It gives me tingles hearing you talk, but I think it's purely because of where you've come from that makes you feel this way. Like, if, if you'd grown up with the relativity of of just having freedom 
there's another pressure, there's another anxiety that we're we're wrapped with, which is like I need more to be better or worth more in my culture. Like everyone's everyone's got their relative version of their struggle, right, or their challenge. Um, I find that, like, I suppose that's irrelevant in a sense because you've you've mastered your own, and so it's about everyone mastering their own, um, right? And it's in in turn as well, uh, mirroring that encouragement. Uh, the more of it we do, the better. I mean, we've we've taken it to a whole other level when when we criticize other people, but not realizing what those people have been through. Mm, mm. I don't I don't know what you guys have been through, which means mm. I can either be ignorant and talk about myself this whole night, or how tough life has been, or I could take an interest in you guys and, and what brought you guys this this far. That makes us really recognize ourselves. In in the West, we're very um, same same but different in the external world. But often, like you said, we lack a lot of inner inner freedom or inner world. Mm. We're very trapped by what we have externally. Mm. Often is the case. I mean, what? Why aren't people reaching the the, the true potential? Simply because faith and fear cannot exist in the same mind at the same time. You got you got to figure out what's eating you and what's feeding you. And in most cases, what's eating you is fear. And what feeds you is faith. Until you make that choice of recognizing what you want to exist in your mind, your talents will just stay there unpackaged. That's interesting. What do you have faith in? What do I have faith in? Do you know what it is like to, to, to kneel down every night and pray while your knees just hurt because you just want a purpose before coming in? That was literally what me and my siblings, eight of us used to do. Just the understanding of, okay, there's no way out, but there's got to be a way out. That's what faith is about. My mother is illiterate and educated, yet, yet she used her imagination to, to forge the path for us to come here and, and to really um, not encourage uh, the faith of, of, of what's brought me this far because of her. And it's really not, not 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 doing so much justice to the to, to the woman of her status. Yeah, That's the, awesome. It, what, do you know why it was? Because it was just this moment where I hear you talk, and I go, it called out to me in my heart. Just this moment of, do you know what it's like to have to kneel down on your knees and pray for a purpose? I don't think I do. Yeah, I was thinking I don't either. I think yeah, I didn't. I never. Oh, no, there were moments. There were moments that I could recall that. But that is a great question for people listening. I th- well, that's what I think is really interesting is, I mean, uh, clarity comes with conviction, right? And, like, when you're in a place as deep, like, on the on literally rock bottom, that's when you find your conviction or you find, like, fuck, I, I've been speaking to a friend recently and he's just been telling me, encouraging me to go to rock bottom if I'm starting to feel these tumultuous feelings to find out what that is that's that little parasitic force is. Um, and I, in the past when I have gone to absolute rock bottom, I have been in that place crying in in the wilderness and lost and sad and at the bo- at the real bottom of myself. Um, and I, I know, I know I can identify that feeling um, in my own version of it. Um, but um, I think the, the, the strength and the courage to be able to go there and know that it's going to be okay or go there and know, that fruit comes from this, you know, like uh, growth can come from this, like new soil can come from this. Um, there's a terrible amount of vulnerability that needs to be had in, with, with that, doesn't there? And like um, laying your life down or being abandoned, um, all those things jump to mind when, when you're talking as, as I get goosebumps again and again <laughs> with everything you say. If everything drastically changes for you tomorrow, what are you prepared to accept? What, prepared what do you mean by that? What are you prepared to accept if things don't go the way you planned they would go tomorrow? What, am I, what, what, what do I accept? I'll answer it. So today I was talking to a friend. He looks at me and he goes, you look great. And I'm like, why, thank you. And, um, and I mean, let's just, <laughs> for the sake of all the gentlemen. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How not acknowledge? <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do in every, in every day, in every way. So as he says this to me, I looked at him and I said, I actually think it's because recently I realized I was pushing so hard to make a dream occur in a certain way and I thought I had to do it this way 
and this way and this way and that everybody was waiting for me to do it this way. But I promise you in hindsight I can see that. But in the minute I reckon I spent a good three months in this place of thinking I had to do it this way and when I couldn't make it work I was devastated. I'd be like, okay, this isn't working. I'll try this thing. I'll try this thing. And I guess what I've what has occurred for me in the last couple of, couple of weeks, only the last couple of weeks has been going on for about three or four months, is I looked at him and he said, I said, I think it's because I let go of what I thought I needed to achieve, this idealistic thing. And so I actually had to just accept that it wasn't going to be that way. That, that and, that, and that I actually was doing it wrong. And then I was really messing it up. Like, and I mean, like super messing it up, trying to make it this way. And like, I can actually look back and go, yeah, I completely did that wrong. And because I've just been able to admit it and there is no such thing as wrong because it was exactly what it needed to be. Right. But there's almost some kind of solace. Does this make sense to you Mm. for me to just have this admission Mm. and this permission to not be perfect, which Mm. is what I needed to find. The future is a story. It's a story that we tell ourselves. (laughs) I I don't know if I say this too much, but it's, Wow. So there's an acceptance of it too. Yeah, letting go of that story and being like, what? how can I feel good today? Which even was what I felt like he was saying, you look great because I wasn't stressed out. It was me just being me. But you're kind of relinquishing control, right? You were in that Ooh. case to a greater purpose or a, something greater. Completely. Yeah. Wow. So does that answer Absolutely. the Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just, speaking of, of, of uh, collective potential. Yep. Um, Teamwork makes the teamwork. Let's just stay that yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you prepared to invite people in to your space and allow them uh, a chance to a role to play in achieving your dream? That's what collective potential is all about, isn't it? You'd think it was, but in the moment, I was really trying to make it what I needed it to be. I had lots of people supporting me, but I actually had forgotten it for a moment. But in saying, to answer your question, though, I can see that I wasn't having people help me. Yeah, man. For me, without a doubt, I don't think you can grow without other people supporting you to do that. Well, I think that's what Em does so well. She, in her workshops particularly, she facilitates an environment. She's so lead in it, but at the same time, she's kind of facilitating a greater love energy that's flown through the room and just like tinkering it and making sure it keeps on track and like it's it's that it's that same force of creativity or genius that the greeks used to talk about which is something outside of themselves that they just channel and i I feel like it's the same that's the same principle applies there wow wow i'd I'd love for people why did you ask that it it's when you we, we, we talk about a foundation that, that, that keeps you going, um, every one of us wants something. Every one of us wants uh, a, 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 a car that they've been dreaming about, a house that they, that, they, that they really want. And once they get these things, it's almost like these are the dreams. And once they get them, that, that acknowledgement of having gotten it is not there because the people to share this stuff with aren't there. So we were speaking about collective potential. It's, it's, it's literally inviting more people um, so we can accomplish our dreams, our dreams. Our dreams. Is this a mm. – is the more sort of community feel, is that a huge, bigger value in Sudan than it is in wow. Australia? Or is it – how does that translate? You're talking about a country that's still going through a civil war right now. Yeah. Um, we're talking about the amount of single mothers who had to still hold up the country – while the rest of the world is being indecisive about how to bring peace. Um, and my auntie and my mom, we were talking about it the other day, and, and, and my mom just out of the blue said, you, you guys need to realize death is a personal transformation that every one of us has to undergo. And then you start to go, okay, screw it. I'm not going to make this about me anymore. Because there's existence beyond this life. And once you get into that mindset of understanding that nothing can be robbed from you, it becomes something much bigger than you, which means your immediate community has to really be nurtured through you day in, day out. That's awesome, man. 
Em's looking into space like, what the <laughs> fuck am I hearing? It's, this is too you know, wonderful. I feel like I'm listening to Alan Watts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah mate, it's next level. So does that mean that you have a humility? Is the word humility that he has? Uh, it was, I feel there's a huge amount of humbleness and... Um, and I, I, I reckon, uh, I mean, we're well, standing the, here like and analyzing no, no. you, but what do you mean? But there's a, there's a real beauty in understanding that can, like, when I hear you speak then, I go, mm. does that mean when you understand that we're all connected and we're all part of a collective and we're doing it for each other, there's a humility in that it's no longer about I, which in our society gets talked about a lot that we are always doing it for us, mm. like me. I was like, I wonder what other people think of me. And I got really trapped up in what they thought. And when I let it go, I was like, it doesn't matter. What is everyone else kind of up to? So wow. that's a humility that I hear you speak. And I go, oh, wow, was that actually that I just needed to learn that? But, I mean, isn't that what's, with, what's it's stressful? Us, that yeah. we, we're denying ourselves that that linkage that 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 really allows us to um, become happy with ourselves. I mean, mm. what do you see when you look at a circle? You don't, you don't see that. You see that. Right. Every so one of us has got to be that. He's holding it's, up it's, his thumb. As a circle as opposed to Every a Every one of us has got to mm. be a circle instead mm. of half, which means you've got to be happy right now because later on, later on is not for you as a matter of fact, which means as soon as you're happy with yourself, everything else around you flows. And what's, what's the thing about nature? The, the blessed... The concerned are never blessed, and the blessed are never concerned. Can you wait to say it again? The, the concerned are never blessed, and the blessed are never concerned because they can't contradict. Because they, they understand that Ugh. if you go against nature, you hurt yourself. Yes, which means yes. if you try to be in control of everything around you, you try to manipulate you people. Yeah. You eventually get to a point where you try to manipulate people. But when you speak about humility, I mean, you've met you've met war people, Oprah Winfrey, Dalai Lama, and so forth. What do you what are what are what do you sense when you're in their presence? Presence. <laughs> Double presence. Well, yeah, he's in. presence in that, you know, the Dalai Lama is sitting there being present with me and he's talking to me and he's connecting with me and there is nothing else other than me and him in that moment, which is wonderful <laughs> because I can imagine the comparison to that is people are off, I'm in my head some days because I'm thinking about the business. If I think about the last three months with people, I've been thinking about this, thinking about that. I've been concerned and not blessed. Mm. And so he has this ability to just be with you in that moment. He's blessed. Oprah Winfrey, she's stoic, you know, like she's just, again, with you, listening. So is there a they, – they're not as full of ego, this I factor. This, that's what it felt like every time I've met them. You know why? Because it's, it's, it's here. Mm. Literally, um, everyday people can get to the same mental um, universal understanding of uh, removing yourself from the equation and becoming a part of what propels the universe. Mm. Most of these guys, or the people that we classify as important, is because of the very fact that they celebrate every moment out of its proper proportion, which means what's in front of them is what's in front of them. Cool. I mean, don't don't make me feel any lesser or any more special. I'm just as curious to know more about you guys mm. as much as you guys are interested to know in me. Which mm. means our circles have to keep feeling because right now we feel like we're experiencing this joy of discovering ourselves, mm. discovering ourselves. That's all it is. But but the foundation to be in that place where you are right now, which is no different to any wise or great man, is is a series of unlocking. Truths, I feel like, um, unlo- a sequence of unlocking, uh, yeah, aligning yourself, you know, in some way. How what, do you have a practice or a ritual that you get yourself in alignment each morning? Wow, wow, <laughs> it was just totally innate, and you're just supernatural at it. No, I think it's about what you heard, heard him, or what I take from this is let's, um. Hmm. Let's, let's all inhale through our noses. Okay, let's do that again. I, I should have given you guys some instructions. So okay. inhale through your nose and feel your spine literally align like that. Okay, so we're getting, can we get everyone who's listening to this do it too? Yeah. Cool, do great, it, do great, it. Great. Inhale through your nose. Hold it. 
realize how it feels as though the universe is there. Now let it go. Your body is for you. Your body is for you. The more you... Your body is for you. But every one of us is not breathing. Every one of us is not focusing on it. That's what's irritating. That's why we're so frustrated. And it, because we're not even taking the moment to kind of go, wait a minute. Uh, if my little toe goes out of place, my whole foot will go off. <laughs> I get up every morning. And I kid you not, a friend of mine had a train accident four months ago. Lost both his feet. Lost an arm. There we were at the hospital crying, just crying. He wakes up. First thing he says was, you know what's funny about this? I cannot feel my, I cannot wiggle my toes. That's it. That did it for me right there. You start to realize the human spirit is something that cannot be killed unless we accept that we have been defeated. Now, all in all, sincerely, though, if you're not occupying this whole space, you cannot conquer anything that's outside of you. We are all royalties in our own rights. We are all kings and queens in our own rights. But the only thing we have to conquer is our minds. Now, believe it or not, every day, the challenge is here. I got to make sure that my heart overrules my head. I'm not, I'm not concerned about nothing else because once, once I'm operating from this area, I'm not hesitant, I'm not indecisive. I'm able to propel everyone that, that, that comes my way um, regardless of what day it may be. What were you like before you picked up this ability to use your heart, not your head? You did put that in like a story or is there an example? Nothing, nothing. It's just sincerely just, just breathing and just listening to that. Just listening to that. If, if you feel sick, that's, that's, you have to feel that emotion at a certain time. Every one of us don't want to feel pain. Every single day. Every, the reason why there's, there's things that are being sold is because nobody wants to feel pain. But it's understanding that joy cannot be felt to, to, to its full potential unless we have experienced pain. Now, they both, they both have to exist. It's a polarity. But not, but not at the same time, though. Mm. It's like a wave. Time. If you think of the wave, the top of the wave is as important as the bottom, that, you know, the peak is as important as the trough. Absolutely. So but, every single day, really, what about you guys? What do you get up and go, man, this is a joke. Somebody woke me up this morning. I am being crowned again. The sky is literally, you've been crowned by it. And some people have missed that. Some people don't have that. Well, I think, I think you get distracted and we, our culture is incessantly bombarded by distractions and numbings and and so if you're not really alert or aware of them those energies coming at you 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 essentially do i feel do you need to protect yourself against them or do you just need to reset every morning or because i i find personally i i like i traveled or like i get to certain places and then i get in a a really awakened state because i'm exploring myself and challenging myself and overcoming fears and um it's personal development i guess Mm. An adventure and spirit and curiosity and just your heart free and wild, which mm. is where I find total joy. But then when I come back to maybe routine and um, just subliminal um, bombardments, I they wear on me unless I'm I stay purposeful or something. You know, as someone who's traveled, what surprised you about humanity? What's, what's, um, what caught you off guard? Um, that some people are completely blind to the unity which we share um, and my tolerance for um, judgment is about three times around before I like cut that person off <laughs> like, Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, that's just an, as a few little examples in London where like some you kind of tr- try to be open-hearted to someone and you get get, get thrown back in you go it's thrown back in your face once you can take it twice it's okay this is a bit tricky third time it's like i don't need this mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what i find my personal threshold is because you realize that there's there's but that, that's that's the point i was in my journey for example so like a more awakened soul would be able to tolerate that endlessly wow. maybe wow however in those moments when you're sitting there thinking that the third time you have a break and you still have a choice to come back to thinking what you choose to, right, which is the first point of being an awakened soul. It really is about choice, isn't it? Mm. 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 Yeah. Definitely. Definitely about choice. So, um, should we – I don't want to explore it too much in terms of, like, creating a structured narrative, but just for the people listening, they're probably like, 
what actually, what are they talking about? I feel like we haven't covered sort of, mm. um, yeah. like, you know, where'd you come from in Sudan? Like, if, just before we jump into that, I'd be excited to, like, I love where this conversation's gone that we're just exploring nowadays stuff. I'd, I thought it'd be fun if you told your story, if you feel, feel like it and feel free to say no, um, to in, in poetry format, because I know you've got some sweet words. Sure. All right. Cool. Yes. Let's do it. Because that answers your question. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, there it is. All right. Um, cool. <laughs> We've never celebrated birthdays at home. So while lining up at the post office trying to get my passport, the lady said, could you please bring your real birth certificate? It was a moment of shocked because I did not know what she meant. I went back home and mum said, um, I don't know where they are, but these are all of the papers that have brought us here. And looking at them, going through them, I was born on the 1st of January. My sisters were born on the 1st of January. Um, even my mum was born on the 1st of January, and I'm one of eight. And there's no way my dad could have been that precise. But it's going back and realizing that it's okay now. There's no need to dwell in what the past has brought forth. My blessings are in abundance daily, blissful. I grew up in a household of eight children. The best part about it, whenever something broke at home, I was innocent till proven guilty. There are seven more suspects, but I'm the middle child, so guess who's always proven guilty by the jury of his peers? Yours truly. If we ever held parental meetings, mom would justify dad's absence. Children have a habit of learning to forgive. We did. In 1999, my mother made a decision. In 2000, she executed. At around 3 a.m. one morning, we found ourselves packing suitcases that did not contain much, and we were jammed into a van. I wanted to stuff my childhood belongings and all of my friends into mine. Impossible. I know. I tried. Some things. Regardless of how far back we stretch our arms to reach, we'll always get left behind. I learned children learn to let go. We found ourselves in Cairo, a pretty decent temporary place considering we were refugees. Cairo was hot. Cairo was so hot, I got a permanent tan. Nothing could have prepared us for the odds. Sometimes it isn't the challenges faced, it's whether you choose to follow through. Those with parachutes hesitate to fly, and those without take a leap of faith. My mother, she leaped. And she always talks about if you're not aiming for the stars, don't bother looking up. By the time we looked up, it was too late. On March 30th, 2004, we landed in Melbourne, Australia. And my brother and I walked into Hungry Jack's for the first time, and they had free refills. It was a long day because life as we knew it was never the same since. Eight siblings and a single mother. We are not the hero of this story. Far from it. At the Australian embassy in Cairo where mum sought asylum on our behalf and Australian valued my mother's efforts. It's the only reason I'm granted this platform and a home where my siblings and I could break things and we would never have to break up for survival. At the landing of a pen stroke. Someone sealed my family's fate. It's only fitting to take this moment and say, thank you, Australia. You used to be kind. And I know we still can, to those who need it most. My God, that was beautiful. My goosebumps galore, (laughs) Why aren't you the hero? Look, I'm just a. I'm in a just, world, I'm just a sinner in a world full of saints. Yeah, uh, it, it don't make me any different. Yeah, uh, it is interesting because as I as I hear that beautiful story, that you know, people must interview you wanting to hear about the story, right? Mm. But actually, I wonder sometimes. You're right. It's not really about the hero. It is about taking the message back to the tribe, right? Mm. So does that mean it's actually the tribe that's the most important thing? Do you know we're not yeah, always question. the hero? It, 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 strangers are only a handshake away from becoming our friends. So I, 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 can't, I can't stick to being um, where I'm, I'm loved and adored. I won't grow there. Mm. If I keep doing the, if I keep benefiting my, 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 my siblings and my closest friends, then the outside world kind of misses up. 
and 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 I miss out on the outside world as well. Great, that's such a great message. That's great. That's such a great message to look out, and I love that. Everyone's our friends. Everyone's our brothers and sisters. That's the truth. We're all a bunch of fleshy, conscious. <laughs> things <laughs> on He's a big a rock in the middle of space what about you ryan what do Absolutely. you think of what you heard i'm still kind of speechless the interesting thing that came to me was free refills at hungry jacks <laughs> and that's not that's not because i think i just put myself empathetically in the shoes of someone that came from you know Sudanese with war, where I understand that you almost got sold into child slavery, not sold into child slavery, but almost had to go in. And then I can imagine you walking into Hungry Jacks, and he's like, "I can go again. <laughs> like I can refill. I can refill. <laughs> There's no the contrast. Line. There's, There's no. People don't want this. Why? We're tired of this. It just reminds me. It's like I, I'm really bad at remembering who like say things, but the, mm. I remember the quote, and the quote was. The richest man is the one happiest with the least. And that's, I just love that. And that's sort of what it is. It's like it, life isn't about accumulating all these things. It's about getting rid of the things you don't need so you can open up to community and friends and the things that matter in our small 80 years of existence. <laughs> you know, if you've got no one to ride your jet ski with, why do you need a jet ski? I, there, you go. there you go. Invest all that time in people. And I mean... So sell it, sell it to us or donate it, please, at claysofpotential.com.au because I want a jet ski. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Yes. And d- Just you, for my friends, for my friends. You are living with pigs. <laughs> <laughs> this always yeah, comes yeah, up yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. true. It's like, it's a story. Pigs, Why eh? is he living with pigs? pigs? Just to give context, Jerry Why decided are you to live. with food? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you living with food? Yeah, to the vegetarians, food. it's not food. <laughs> fair enough. Fair man. enough, fair enough, Jeremy. <laughs> but to have a... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let me just stop right here. <laughs> it's yeah, well, no, we, but seriously, how yeah. was that experience like? To, to Yeah, that was good. Like, it was it was just a more of a personal challenge. To, mm. I, I find, like, I grow when I throw myself off the cliff yes, in little yeah. ways, like, not as big as your mum, but, like, the, the little things that throw myself out of my comfort zone um, is where I can open wide in my envelope of awareness understanding compassion um like pigs just to see the the simple truth that pigs are just living creatures with a different form of awareness to us we're just living creatures with a we've got a very we're very self-aware and we've got a very highly evolved spiritual consciousness um and we can tap into a realm that i don't know if pigs can but at the same time like that's just different you know they're, they're also beautiful living instruments of creation mm. they're creation mm. i'm creation a tree's creation like there's no i i love going to the awareness of um we're all the same what is the difference like breaking down the separation barriers um like that that's why that's why i did it mm. for me personally with pigs and also to show luckily the tv um, some channel nine thing picked it up and it got to a few more people than it would have otherwise on my instagram feed but yeah it's main the main reason is to just do it for my personal challenge. Wow. I mean if you're not doing something that, that, that scares the hell out of you, then you're not you're not you're not living. That's that's amazing. Mm. That's amazing. It is amazing because you've both um when we started off we were interested in about how what happens to you creatively in your life mm. when you overcome some adversity and Jeremy was just saying well, I just wanted to challenge myself so I could think differently about life. Yep. And, you know, the poetic, beautiful words that come out of your mouth come from the adversity potentially that you face to your observation of it. Like sometimes I think about the people who are listening to this, half of them already understand the concepts we're talking about. So they're with us and they're taking it in and they're, it's only building blocks. But for people who haven't necessarily had these conversations before about overcoming adversity creatively. I can, we all have that ability. Yep. Mm. My question is what happens to a certain person in when they, when they feel so scared, they have this thing that holds them back. How the, how do you think creatively then? Well, I think, and the question to that is kind of like, what's the fuel that makes you jump off the cliff? Alcohol? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah, if you're so if you're so scared and you're and you're stuck in your fear. Like do you ever get stuck in your fear? 
with all of these beautiful things. I'm thinking about the people that don't always know what to do with this. They don't have the wisdom yet. What's your advice to them? What's the what's the options they have? The process. It's kind of like just sorry, just a jump. It's kind of like just do it, isn't it? Like from, from my history of things, Nike. It's just just do it. Just start doing it. Don't think about too much where it's going to go. Just do it, and then figure it out as you're falling. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it needs to take that because you can't really take the leap in a in a state of kind of numb, um, dulled uh, sense of awareness, which is where you where you end up when you start thinking and fearing and wondering and you know what I'm saying? I do. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, but also the basic necessities, if they aren't met, then you're not living. Simply put, uh, a full stomach thinks the whole world feels the same. An empty stomach is considerate. That's just the way it is. If you, don't, if you don't have your basic necessities met, you can't dream. Mm. Because in, 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 you can't look after this temple that you've been entrusted with. So how do you search for external gratification when you can't gratify the one thing that will keep you going? That's Maslow's mm. hierarchy of needs, isn't it? So give to yourself first and then start to look at what you want to change. Some people don't even have that, that yeah. ability mm. to give to themselves. Yeah. So those who have really have that privilege to serve. Uh, to, to those with, with the less of it. you you got to understand the battlefields of dreams in this world is not balanced. And it has to stay that way because for some reason um, uh, our luxury comes at other people's expense, which means other people have to exist in misery in order for us to have um, some of the things that we, we look at and kind of go, I don't want that because we have multiple options. Those, does, does it those, have to be like that or is it just the way it is at it this point in, in history? It, it could definitely change. Yeah. We have the capabilities, but we, we're selfish. And I mean, the, the more you think uh, can, 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 can gratify you, the lesser and lesser you become in terms of a person. So how, how do you enrich your body in terms of wealth? You, you simply just feed your mind. And once... You are not ignorant enough to realize you're not ignorant enough or become intelligent enough to remove yourself from the equation. You start to realize other people are more important, which means their happiness comes at the expense of what you can provide. I mean, before we started this interview, we were asking if you guys wanted tea. That was service. Yeah, you washed those five mugs. (laughs) But here we are drinking tea, though. That's service. It's understanding when you do for others, the universe rewards you. Nothing that you can do goes unrewarded. It's also a really good... uh, I watched a TED talk and it was Mm -hmm. talking about how um, they gave... There was a fake competition study and there was like everyone won and they got all given $10. But the difference was one group got told to spend $10 on themselves and the others got told to spend $10 on someone else. What they found is the group that spent it on themselves reported like the happiness level didn't go up from getting that $10 group that spent it on other people. Cause it was only $10. They either, you know, took them out to a, a um, like a fun park and they played games with it or took them out for, you know, did creative things with it. And they reported that they had like nine out of 10 out of their best days from having that money that they could only spend on someone else. Mm. So it's like, even that thing, it's just humans have this compassionate giving part of ourselves or it makes you happy to do things for other people. And what this study is saying is that we actually get happier from doing things from other people. Mm. Well, that's uh, it's so true, isn't it? I think someone else said, again, quote list, can't remember who it was, but like the quickest way to happiness is selflessness. It's the quickest way like to be happy. There it is. And if we maintain other people's innocence, you start to realize that's the only way the world will realize what justice is like. Because these, these are far-fetched ideas that we've ingrained institutionally and we think that they can be given for example, the idea of peace comes from the understanding that you don't mean a threat to me and I don't mean a threat to you. Mm. This is peaceful existence. Mm. It's just the simplicity of it is ridiculous. But we, <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's so complex. So how do others um, get the affordability to dream when uh, half, half of the world's luxury comes from other people's misery? Yeah, I don't think it, it unbalances. I, I don't like to think it comes from it, but I suppose they're just polar opposites of the potentials of humans. Mm. Or, um, and there and any repercussions, yeah, you're right. Like, there's enough 
resources in the world to even if seven billion overpopulated the planet, yeah. there's enough resources still there to for everyone to be well fed absolutely and um and eat <laughs> and enough food. that's not to take away from 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 the people who've earned that luxury it's just it's just the the basic little stuff um that we are unaware of um and realizing that if you know where it came from and you pay your full dues to that, someone else will benefit. I, that, mm. Oh, no, I was interrupted. No, no, no. You're in a flow. I was just thinking as everyone was talking, it's such a beautiful, cool conversation. But as I was listening to you, Abe, I was like, God, you're not a hero, but I know that you work with young people. Um, and I, I just, I'd just be interested in... You'd be such a cool role model for them to have, just someone who speaks their truth, right? So let's just call that as a role model, right? Mm. Um, can you tell me about like one of the kids that you work with, of the change you've seen in them by being around this community? Oh. Tell us about the studio. Just yeah. Wow! 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 Had 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 one dude, um, of course, ring me up after we did a, uh, a program called Jailbreak, and he's like, "I heard your poem. I've been writing." But I'm not sure if it's poetic, and it's like no, you've. The fact that you can write is your own personal gateway to 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 become accountable for for the life that you want to live. Nobody will remember your ambitions, your dreams, and so forth. You got to write that down. Everybody else is busy with theirs. He comes out, um, and the forgiveness that he expected from the community wasn't even there. Uh, but then he's realizing that what he wanted to prove for himself was was the very idea of how can I exist in a community that does not even acknowledge me affectionately? A community that thrives on uh, on, on an individual's mistake. So he fell into uh, substance abuse. And then when he got in touch with me again, it was like, okay, come to the studio. It's 24 hours. Here's a key. You do whatever you want to do. Uh, 24 hours right after he started sleeping in there. The next day he's like, this is the first time I've ever went clean. Uh, and then after that it was the realization of now I can apply willpower. It's that cleansing that art allows us all to go mm. through. It's, it's much bigger mm. Than, than, mm. Than, than me. Mm. And I literally have to remove myself from that equation of realizing I'm not doing anything for anybody. People, people gravitate towards what can heal them. Mm. If I make myself available, if we make ourselves available, we can heal our communities. That's easy. We can heal the young people in this country. They don't have an excuse to commit suicide or even to be thinking about those thoughts. Mm. That's basically what we're trying to achieve at Create Rebellion Youth, to have peer support where, where, where your dreams are really, regardless of how preposterous they may be, they're still being supported. Because as an individual, that's, that's, that's a right. That's a, you're supposed to be dreaming ridiculously. Awesome. Wow. Where can they hit that up online? Just Google Creative Rebellion um, We just We're on Facebook. We're in Collingwood, actually. Mm. Um, in Melbourne. 127B, Campbell Street. Drop by if you've got some, some stuff to share or if you think we can help you in any way. So that's um, awesome. if you're spoken word, hip-hop, music. If you're just an artist in general. Great. Falls under that category of let's, let's get to know each other. Let's see how we can contribute and uplift one another. That's the main aim. You know, I love this conversation. Because even though I run my own work about, you know, I really believe that for the world to reach its potential, people must know their own. Mm. But I'm consistently learning after I go after my art, which is this message, right? It is. And I'd never stop learning from others about how important connection is or community is or being of service to others. Even when that last three months as I'm doing the work, and I'll get stuck in needing to be, like, right about it and the best about it. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so glad I'm going through this to really earn, understand the depth of what I'm trying to do with people, that great lesson. And you nailed that for me tonight of just really reminding me that if I'm consistently working with others and being surrounded by others, I'm no longer concerned with myself. I am very blessed. And I'm sorry. See, she used the word <laughs> blessed, <laughs> you know, because you have people come in and you listen to them, but you just have this way and it was beautiful, you know, don't you think, gentlemen? Um, oh, preaching to the converted. Man. No, not even that. Not even that. Just, just thank you for discovering that within yourself and sharing mm. it. That's where it's at. Of course you would say that, though. <laughs> <laughs> but look, but in, in, in a nutshell, though, there are 26 letters in the alphabets. 
And every one of us got to figure it out to tell their own stories. And if at some point you don't know what your story is, start observing others and, and tell theirs. And at some point you will discover yourself. It comes back full circle. There's nothing that goes out that doesn't complete itself. As a quick detour, why do you think we need stories so much? Or why, do, why, why are stories so linked with humans? Because I hear some like Zen mofos just detach themselves from story, period. Um, but like, I like stories personally, and I, th- I know humanity does. We are all characters in this cycle of a story called life. And the generations after the other will only entrust messages to their children and to their children's children through the ability of, man, whatever happened to writing letters? That's, that's what it boils down to. But at the same time, our imagination is vast when it comes to stories. And that's the only place where discrimination is not allowed. Mm. And it doesn't belong to, to anybody of status. Imagination, creativity is for everyone. That's the only part where we can't recognize our, our, our skin color, but it's where we identify with our indifferences and go, oh, this person is this. Well, I can understand where, where his point of view is at. I mean, you, you get to read about leaders like Abraham Lincoln. He's a man who just believed that other people should have what he's having, mm. even at the time when he was oppressed about it. And he just, fe- he just felt that that's something worthwhile to die for, and he did die for it. That's courageery at its most, well... It's just courageous. Just huge. Purest, yeah. For him, literally, it was, it was moving a mountain one rock at a time. And you look at the 21st century now. It's these people who've sparked the idea of, no, we've got to exist together because this is what makes us who we are. We are all characters in this cycle of a story called life. And when it comes down to being heroes or villains, those two concepts exist within us. I've accepted my, <laughs> my villain self hmm. and my heroic self. They, 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 they both have to, um, at some point, understand that it's this emotional feeling that has to be the one that makes the decision instead of just overthinking. Mm. Stories have to exist because it's the only way that we'll hold ourselves accountable as, as humans. Dude, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you me. so much, Shabe. Massive love. Appreciate it.